Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Podcast. What does the word disruptive mean to you? It means going beyond the ordinary, going beyond the status quo. Not thinking in the conventional way, not just sort of following the herd. Disruptive means taking things up, you know? Disruptive entrepreneur is somebody who sees the problem and embraces the problem mm. with a new way. Shake up and awakening. Quality will take care of itself and you'll go from being disruptive but also profitable. When you use your reservoir of talent, when you love what you do, then you disrupt. Mix it up, change it up and dominate. And now, your host, eight times best-selling author and double world record holder, Rob Moore. Hi, this is Rob Moore, how to be an idea machine. If you're watching the live, this is take three. Welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur Audio Podcast. If you're listening, hopefully this is the third take. So how to be an idea machine. A few things to start. Number one is a lot of people don't think they're good at ideas. You're not going to be good at anything you don't think you are. And number two is a lot of people think, you know, they're the left brainers and the right brainers. They are the creative idea people. And then there are the people who are not very good at ideas, just implementation and analysis. Well, I actually don't think that's true. I think anyone can be an idea machine. uh, And I've got 13 things you can do to become an idea machine. You just have to allow yourself to uh, give yourself permission, basically, to come up with these ideas. Um, And also, sometimes the harder you try... Um, the harder it becomes, the more pressure you put on yourself, the harder it becomes. So we've got to kind of get your brain relaxed, get you in the right environment, um, get you with the right people. Um, so let's do this. 13 ways to be an idea machine. Take three. And thanks for all the facetious remarks on the live, by the way. Yeah, third time lucky. All right. So number one, to, to get those good ideas out, you have to encourage bad ones. If you don't allow bad ideas to come out, people won't have the courage to share good ones. If you don't allow yourself bad ideas to come out because, you know, I don't ever want to make a mistake. I want to look perfect to everyone. You know, I mustn't ever fail. If you don't allow the volume of ideas without judgment, you don't get the good one. I mean, you might have one in 10, one in 20, or one in 50 good ideas. I've probably got, um, in the higher ratio, i.e. one in 50 rather than one in 10 good ideas. I'm just good at getting loads out. Now, it's funny because in the past, I was underwhelmed. I ain't got any good ideas. Um, And and then uh, once I sort of grew my business and I felt like I got good at creating ideas, I got overwhelmed. And it was like, oh, too many ideas. And I sort of got frustrated. So I have a little Evernote folder now on the phone. Uh, My ideas, exclamation mark. And anytime you have an idea, put it in the Evernote. Number one is you don't ever forget it. Because you'll get ideas in the shower. You'll get ideas in the car. You'll get ideas on a run. You'll get ideas when you listen to a podcast. And you immediately need to put that in. Otherwise, you lose your best ones. They don't come when you want. They come when they want. They're like children. Okay, so you've made a note of it. Now, I like to incubate or hibernate an idea for, what, one to two weeks at least. Because sometimes I judge an idea. Well, mostly, actually. And often it's like, oh, this is really great. I've had an extra shot of coffee. This is going to change the world. And I look back a week later and I think, that is a shit idea. Thank God I didn't Im- implement that immediately. And then sometimes it's the reverse. I'm mm, not really sure about that idea. Let it wait. And then it just nags at me and it's just there. And then two or three months later, I'm like, that idea is you know, really growing on me. So you have to encourage bad ideas to have good ones. Number two, you mustn't judge them from yourself or from other people. If you judge your own ideas, you don't allow the freedom of them. Um, and if you judge other people's ideas too soon, they won't give you more. So, you know, there's the brainstorming part, which is ideas everywhere. You know, mind maps, chuck it all out. So important at that stage not to judge the idea. That's not the time to give it critical analysis and feedback. There is a time for that before you implement. But, you know, like you want to get people and yourself in this flow, ideas, and, and give yourself permission to chuck out ideas that aren't judged that could be really left field. 
Which brings me to the third of what, 13-ish points, which is you've got to look in different niches and different industries. You've got to read different magazines. You've got to listen to different types of podcasts. Recently, I've started going back through the classics. So I've done loads of personal development, probably three or 3,000 books and audio books and podcasts, spent more than a million pounds on courses and masterminds and retreats and mentorships in the last, what, 11 or 12 years on myself and my team. And what I tend to get very business and personal development focused. That's my sort of narrow niche. I only watch those kind of documentaries on Netflix, etc., because it's my world. And I think I convinced myself I've got to know my world better than anyone else. I have. But if I went and maybe talked to really good wedding planners or talked to really good people in health and fitness, for example, I'd get ideas I've never heard before, never seen before. Um, there was a day when you used to carry your suitcase. I don't know if you remember that. And then someone had an idea. Oh, what if we put wheels on a suitcase? Oh, no, wheels, they're only for cars and bikes. You can't put a wheel on a suitcase. And, of course, now look at, you know, you don't have a suitcase. Where's a suitcase without wheels? Nobody. Um, so go into different niches, study the history of the past, study completely left-field areas, and you'll be able to borrow and hybridize great ideas. Look at all these cars now, hybrids of hybrids. Everything is a hybrid, and, and I think that that's a really good way. And also, that keeps you unique. Uh, it's good to model great ideas, but you don't copy them because you hybridize them. Okay, number four is let other people own your ideas. Um, so if you have an idea, let someone run with it and own it and give them the credit for that idea because then they will commit to making it happen. They will, you know, push those extra hard yards. Um, I think a lot of people want to own too many good ideas. And also, um, you know, like when someone's nicked your idea and, and made it out to be theirs and not yours, how do you feel about that? You know, you feel very wronged. So don't, don't be too um, fussy about the ownership of ideas. Let your team um, and, and let other people in your community own your ideas because if you own it and push it onto them, they're going to resist you. If they own it uh, and you, you encourage them to come up with the ideas through leading them in a conversation, they'll run with it. All right, next one then is the right environment. This is so important. You need the right environment for ideation. You need light. It's very important you have light. It can't be too hot. It can't be too dark. Um, it might be abroad. I get some of my best ideas when I'm abroad in Dubai or Cayman Islands or Florida or Tenerife. I get a lot of my good ideas when I'm doing something else like my speaker boot camps or the, the Cayman legacy. Um, so you've got to get yourself in a good environment. A coffee shop might work. You're not going to have it in your little cubicle like this. Okay, the next one is jam. So you know like a band will pick up a guitar and start strumming and jamming and then the drummer will start playing a bit and the bass, the, you know, the bass player will put the bass line on. I don't know why I did that. Um, that's what you want to do with ideas. Like a, you rarely get a good idea straight up. What you often get is a part of an idea that someone jumps on and says, well, what about this? And someone jumps on and says, what about this? So you want to build on other people's ideas and allow other people to build on your ideas, take them, you know, move them around, mold them. The next one is you want to be a good facilitator of debate. If you encourage debate, if you encourage criticism, if you encourage feedback and critique, uh, and you, you're almost just like a facilitator, where you know, everyone is just sort of bouncing and jamming off each other and you're just keeping them guiding along the way, then uh, I think that will create great ideas. And then you, you don't have to rely on your own mindset, your own ideas, your own left or right brain thinking, um, because ultimately you can just draw out other people's ideas. The next one is hybridizing ideas. So, like I said, borrowing from different niches, taking a wheel, taking a suitcase, putting them together, taking a 4x4, taking a sports car, putting it together. That's called um, a Porsche Macan. Um, so, you know, you don't have to create new ideas. You just fuse older things, existing things already together. 
Um, the next thing is getting ideas from someone who has no idea whatsoever about your niche or your industry. Now, often you'll look at people in your niche, in a different niche or a different industry and think, well, they don't know what they're talking about. They have no idea. They have no experience in this business or this world. What right do they have uh, to let me know how to run my business and create my ideas? I think that's a little bit of a, you know, a, a myopic view. I think a great thing to do is to listen to people who've got no idea about your business because they'll create new solutions, new ideas. They'll look at the problem a completely different way, a way that you've never looked at it before because you only know what you know in your very linear view. Okay, what have we got next then? Listen to thought leaders, listen to podcasts, read classics, listen to audiobooks, watch interviews, watch autobiographies, all of those kind of things. I mean, you know, like when I listen to podcasts, I actually rarely take an idea from a podcast uh, and implement that idea. That You'd kind of think it's kind of literal like that, wouldn't it? You listen to a great book, you listen to a great podcast, it gives you a specific idea, and then you implement that specific idea. What normally happens is I'm in the gym, I'm doing a workout, I'm listening to a podcast, and that podcast discusses something and it creates my own idea. In my world, I was listening to a podcast on Trailblazers, about golf and about the technology of golf and about the dimples in the ball and the aerodynamics. And that gave me an idea for my business, which is completely unrelated. So let me just repeat that again. You want to put everything in your brain that you can. Thought leaders, the classics, personal development, watch interviews, autobiographies, etc. It will inspire you. And also, of course, many times you'll borrow their ideas uh, and they'll be, in, be able to implement them into your business. Um, I would recommend when you're studying... Um, live feeds, podcasts, audio books, courses, do 80% of it in your niche, uh, you know, because obviously you can implement that directly into your business, but do 20% of it completely unrelated. And just to repeat, to get it into your head, the classics, unrelated businesses, uh, maybe inspirational documentaries on people that you wouldn't normally watch and listen to. I watched Lady Gaga's, I watched um, Katy Perry's, I watched Whitney Houston's. Now they're not musicians that I'm normally into. It's not my uh, world, if you like. But I was really inspired, and I was inspired in a different way because I've never really looked at the world through their lens before, and that gave me new ideas. The next thing is you have to ban things like, I can't do it, it's really hard, it takes ages, it's really expensive, I don't have enough time. You know, all those things that you say that put a block on a wall and a barrier in the way, you have to completely ban those when it comes up with, when you're coming up with ideas and just say, I can, I will, I'm going to, um, it's easy, I can do it. Um, and, you know, I think that that's um, probably our biggest challenge to great ideas is putting those limiters in the way. Uh, and then finally, and there's about six here, is test, play, create, solve, care, observe and serve. So let me say those again. Test, play, create, solve care, observe, and serve. You know, so many people are trying to be perfect before they start. So many people are putting pressure on themselves. So many people are all over the world getting offended by everyone who breathes. But, you know, like, we should see business and progress and innovation as fun. We should see it as a game, like you did when you were children. We should look at creating value, solving problems, caring about other people, um, observing the world and watching what happens, and, you know, rather than chucking our mouth out at the world. Uh, and then serving people the best way we can. 
All right, we got 13 things there in 11 and a bit minutes. I know it looked like the video froze a bit while you were going halfway through. I couldn't do a, I couldn't do a take four. I didn't have it in me, um, but maybe go back and watch it. And if you missed some of the parts in the middle of the video, listen to the podcast on The Disruptive Entrepreneur. Thanks for tuning in. That's 13 ways to be an idea machine. You can be, you are. So chuck your ideas out there. Own them less, be able, get the volume up. Uh, it's a numbers game, uh, and I think you'll solve more problems, make more money, you'll grow, you'll innovate, uh, and ultimately, I think, as human beings, we are the most happy when we're going through challenges, solving them, and growing. So you'll get a bit more happiness in your life as well. Thanks for tuning in, and remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk everything.